it's episode 25 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. Hey, and uh, we're off to uh, do some more election stuff and also some other news as well. Uh, coming up, uh, we're talking about election 2020. Also, we're going to talk about some uh, controversy on Netflix. Uh, Shasha Barrett Cohen has been spotted in a familiar costume. Uh, Viacom CBS is considering rebranding uh, CBS All Access. We'll tell you what that's going to be about. And Darkwing Dog is going to be making a return in a long hour episode special. You are listening to Aaron and Patricia. So, before we begin, uh, do you want to tell us, uh, everybody, what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast, Patricia? All right. Uh, well, sadly, I haven't had anything new for Old School Lane, but I do have a brand new episode of the Banter Broadcast, which is a podcast that I do with my college friends, and we discussed about the Legend of Korra. So, uh, over the past two episodes that we've been doing this, we've been discussing about something Avatar The Last Airbender related. The first one was about the show. The second one was about the announcement that um, Avatar The Last Airbender's Netflix uh, series was no longer going to involve the creators. And the third one is about The Legend of Korra, since it has been released on Netflix just a few days ago. So if you're interested in listening to that, then uh, go check it out. You know, I'm just thinking about the, you know, the fact that we've got this new series coming out on Netflix and now the, the creators have left. I mean, maybe we might mix it into like all the other kind of like chaos that's kind of happening at Netflix at the moment. But uh, I mean, like, I'm still really on the edge about that right now. I, I still feel like this uh, new series now is not going to be that good. Or at least is gonna is uh, something something must have griped them to say okay we're gonna leave this because this is not in our vision of what we want yeah. to do. I mean, from what I understand in an article, and and I think we did discuss about this in the banter broadcast, was that it was like far away from the original source material. Like they wanted to make the characters older, and they wanted to include more violence and sex in there, like make it Game of Thrones esque. And the creators were like, no, let's not do that. What? I mean, yeah, that definitely ties into like one of our <laughs> the Netflix stuff we're gonna do into. Like, now that I've heard that, what the hell is going on over there? I don't know. I mean, like again, I think it's. I think I don't. I, I think it may be a rumor from what I've heard, but. Um, but something must have definitely went down. It's like it must have been something so bad that the creators were like, "Nope, we ha- we don't want any involvement." But it's, not the- only just that, something creepy is going on over there. I'm sorry, yeah. it's just that that just that just feels so unnerving now. And we're only really like two minutes, thirty nine minutes in. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's talk about the election before we get into that. I mean, I'm sure. Um, our innocence will somehow be held on to this by the time we get to at least for half the show. Um, let's talk about uh, some of the stuff we kind of missed last week. So uh, Biden appears to at one point has um, done a double-digit lead in one of the polls. Which probably yeah, do. not too surprising, of course. Yeah, probably not too surprising at all. And uh, you know, But at the moment, like I'm just looking at the minute, and it looks like he seems to have settled down a little bit. So, uh, I mean, if you can call that settling, at least for uh, in, in Trump's world. Uh, so Biden right now, according to the national polls, is currently on 51%, and Trump's on 42 Mm-hmm. So there, there's a definite gap still existing in there, and it has actually widened again. Uh, in uh, in favor of Biden, but um, I mean, I think that's probably not the biggest thing. I think uh, that's probably happened at least you know till now until we finally get to uh, October at least, and uh, that is that uh, I now fully believe that uh, Donald Trump has screwed himself out of Wisconsin. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I I think I remember you know seeing something of that when um, you were sharing me the the news sheet. And I think that uh, that's kind of bad considering that, you know, Wisconsin was actually for Trump 
in um, you know the 2016 election. Yeah, but you got to keep this in mind, Patricia. I mean, like Wisconsin's pretty blue in regards to like electorally. I mean, like who it elects on the ground, who it puts in the Senate, who it puts in the governorship. You know, those types of things. And so, I mean, we all know pretty much why. Uh, they all went to Trump because it was pretty much what he said more than about what he did. I mean, we're going to probably get into the beginning of that. So 2016, um, what message did Donald Trump send to Wisconsin when he went? I think it was um, more jobs and less reliance on um, using, uh, you know, the uh, the resources with China. It was all about like, oh, you know, we're going to strengthen the oil industry and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, like, you know, it was, uh, you know, forget the sincerity just for a second, but I mean, that's excellent messaging and definitely coming from someone who's trying to say that he's different from other Republicans. Because, you know, Republicans are pretty much like, you know, make money, whatever, whatever, whatever means necessary. You know, here we have uh, Donald Trump going around saying, you know, oh, I'm sympathized with all you blue collar workers and everything like that. You know, I'm going to uh, try and get those jobs back and I'm going to try and make, uh, you know, make America great again, you know, quote unquote. You know, whatever that, uh, you know, means anymore. So he went with that message. People, bu- you know, people bought it. I mean, I'm sorry to be quite, bla- you know, quite flippant about that, but they bought it. And uh, they ended up turning uh, Wisconsin red in the 2016 election. So, and uh, Hillary Clinton pretty much squandered it, and uh, pretty much in the Rust Belt states, pretty much sent Beyonce to uh, make everybody happy for about five seconds. And then she's pretty much screwed herself out of the Rust Belt states, and that's the reason why they all went to Trump. And let's, let's be honest yeah. about that. So, I mean, this is the reason why I say that Hillary Clinton was a terrible candidate. I'm saying it for, and there's another thing as well. I still get people on Twitter telling me that I'm wrong about Hillary Clinton. You know, like, uh, uh, am I not right for saying that she lost the election? Yes, she won the popular vote, but she lost the election. Yeah, I mean, I understand that a lot of people really wanted to see Hillary win. I mean, I mean, I did, too. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, her campaign was, you know, going into a completely wrong direction, um, you know, relying on, you know, getting the states that were familiar as opposed to like the states that were already the complete opposite and saying, this is what I'm going to do for you. And let's be honest. I mean, every, you know, they fell for it like a ton of bricks. Exactly. And so um, Donald Trump messaging was pitch perfect, pretty much in uh, winning those states back because uh, he was siding with the workers. Which is something that the Democrats should have done, you know, in that. Instead, they, uh, you know, they pretty much left the messaging over to Bernie Sanders and then they screwed him out of the primary, pretty much. And so that, that's what we saw in 2016. So obviously, the Democrats paid he- heavily for that. And that's the reason now we ended up with this orange faced idiot as a president of the United States. But so, so we get to that point in 2016, and uh, which I say, you know, uh, great job of him doing that. Um, guess what he said in 2020, not too long ago. Oh, you mean about like, you know, I, um, what was it again? The, uh, the voters or something? Well, no, 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 but not about the voters. It was about, uh, he decided to change complete track of what he said in 2016 to say to all these, uh, you know, these, uh, these workers that, oh, I'm going to get you all your jobs back. He basically turned around and said, oh, he completely didn't talk about that at all. By the way, I think we should actually talk about, uh, once again, he decided to do another rally at an airport. The same one that he did at Tampa, Florida, where he only drew about 93 people. Uh, In this one, he drew about 150 people. Okay, does he like sticking his hand in the fire and, you know, try to see if he doesn't get burned? I have no idea, but I mean, how big is Wisconsin? 
I mean, like, um, uh, Wisconsin is not really, I mean, like when it comes to like the Midwestern states, it is definitely one of the bigger ones, but I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, I would say like around, like around maybe like one or two, maybe 3 million, but yeah, so you know, I, I, not- I, I, two to 3 million people, 150 people. And this is a guy you said in, T- in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that millions of people wanted to come see. Okay, I, I'm, I'm looking it up. It's five million. Five million. Okay, so out of five million people, and maybe, uh, you know, out of all the Trump hardcore, only 150 people turned up. Wow. Yeah, I know, exactly. And so, and then, you know, like, I mean, here's the thing about this. Watching the speech, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, he, like, he got all, like, all the applause lines and stuff like that. Yeah, everything like that. But, I mean, like, it, there was some awkward pauses where, like, the crowd just didn't react. And one of those things was when he suddenly decided to, like, go on this tirade about Joe Biden saying he's going to be a Trojan horse for socialism, which I'm sitting there like, um, well, that's not going to help all the workers in Wisconsin who have seen, that, like, more thousands and more thousands of more jobs being outsourced to other countries like Mexico and China and various other places that, you know, being even outsourced out of the, out of the state. So, you know... They, in they, addition to that... And in addition to that, thanks to the virus, they're probably unemployed because, let's be honest, I mean, when it comes to, you know, jobs involving with working in the factories, especially if it's like close quarters, there's going to be a high chance that you're going to be sick. So that means that there might be a chance that, you know, there's probably not going to be as much jobs as it was when, you know, Trump was promising that in 2016. So I take it that the blue collar workers in Wisconsin are really, really angry at Trump because they feel betrayed. He, he's just, he, at this point, he was tone deaf. And like, this is to his own base. Keep this in mind. So like, you know, let's face it, since 2016, he's known exactly how to get like, you know, the right wing crazy man and the lunatics and the racists and everything like that. We, we, we've seen him do it. He can, he's very good at doing that. That's the reason why he's got quite a lot of security around him. But uh, I mean, in regards to this, like he basically just went around to one of the states where he won um, not convincingly, but it was able to like flip it over to the Republicans, which uh, is not an easy thing to do. And all of a sudden, he basically just fell tone deaf. If I was his campaign manager, I would be furious because he just <laughs> he, he he basically blew one of his own one of his states. I mean, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head what the uh, uh, how many electoral college votes he just blew in that election. But I guarantee you, I think uh, we're, we're going to be probably watching on November, and I highly I highly doubt now that that uh, state's going to turn red by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I mean, like uh, I'm just having a look now. How many college how many college votes? Is um is that for Wisconsin? Um, ten. So oh no, yeah, ten. yeah, ten. So he's blown ten votes. Yeah. In 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 that election, and so and you know this is the thing. Like he's in a position where he can't afford to gamble with uh, this white man right now. What well, uh, Biden's on like uh, on course to potentially you know sweep some of these states. You know, like yeah. potential that Florida could potentially go Biden. Potential that you know, we're at one point in a couple of weeks in the last couple of times we've been doing these episodes, we've been talking about Texas potentially turning blue. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, we have been. Like you know, it's just it's. Uh, and here's the thing about this. I'm like, um, I'm just looking at this from an analysis point of view. I still believe that Donald Trump's a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't think, and I don't think he's totally and utterly unqualified to be president of the United States. I mean, I've been saying that since pretty much since he has been elected. But, uh, I mean, in this case, that I mean, I'm not too enthusiastic for Joe Biden either. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just, I'm really, really surprised that he's really, I thought that Donald Trump will try and be in survival mode at this point. But it looks to me like he stopped caring. I think that, you know, his his ego has pretty much been bruised. I mean, he's trying to do everything that he can 
so that he can be able to at least get one more chance to be elected for president. I mean, well, did that, you see that, that, the- he blew it in Wisconsin, as far as I'm concerned. And they, they were, I'm not sure if they'll forgive him for that. I, I don't think so, but uh, you know, that's not to say that he's going to stop trying. No, probably not. But uh, you know, like uh, I think the best thing that, that, unfortunately, the best thing that the Trump campaign can do is basically get their candidate to shut up. And just let uh, just stop being so stupid, and just uh, you know try and hope for the best, and hope that uh, a lot of these states that you had before are going to turn red. And like, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing about this. Uh, now, according to this, I mean, Ohio at one point was actually quite was quite safe for Trump. Now it's not, now it's turned neutral. It has been, yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh my god! In Ohio turns neutral. You know, you got some problems there for the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, especially since they've been, you know, they've been hardcore in the Republican Party for a very long time. Exactly. So, um, I mean, it's uh, it's not good news. Uh, I'll definitely say for that. But, uh, I mean, I'm still waiting for that, like, that that one moment that um, and I mean, I've been saying this week after week after week. I'm not yet ready to concede that Donald Trump's not going to win the election. You know, I just think I'm looking for that very moment where everyone around him is going to start turning around and saying, yeah, he's done. He's absolutely done. And while Fox News seems to be kind of like, you know, saying that, oh, they're becoming uh, a bit more uh, volatile towards the president now. And now President Trump's calling Fox News fake news, which, uh, you know, I think that I think that um, now he's uh, pretty much banking all his chances that, uh, you know, all the crazy lunatics watching one American news network are going to basically fall in line. And oh, there's going to be more of them along the line. But uh, um, yeah, I'm still waiting for that moment where like everyone universe. I mean, I wouldn't say like kind of 90, 95 percent of things that I'm seeing and things that I'm watching, even like some of the people on the other side are now going to start conceding. Like, yeah, I think we should start getting ready for a Biden presidency. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you like, kind of like see all the work kind of being done at the, at the stage. So, yeah. So also one thing that happened in Wisconsin as well. Uh, Kanye West was uh, thrown off the ballot. At this point, it's like, are, are people still really taking Kanye West seriously as a presidential candidate? Well, I mean, if he's going to be standing in all the battleground states, then yeah. Because he potentially could be, along with the uh, Libertarians and along with the Greens, he could be the ones that are going to be scooping votes away from Biden and potentially from Trump, too. Yeah, so. I mean... Uh, that, I mean, that, that, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that there are some people who unironically want to have Kanye in there, but... I mean, th- this is just bringing an example that Trump had been doing, you know, back in 2016. It's like, you know, any person who has no condescending knowledge about politics can be president and l- rule the country. It's like, what have we gotten into in which, like, we can, you know, like, unironically say in our, you know, generations to come, yeah, I, I voted a-, a hip-hop artist to be the ruler of our nation. Mm, well... You know, as far as we're concerned, they can turn around and say, oh, it's a protest vote. I didn't like Biden. I didn't like Trump. So Kanye was the guy who was going to get my vote. Yeah, that's the same reason in 2016 why some people actually voted for Harambe, the dead gorilla, as their president. What, was he a write-in in one of the, in some of the states? Some okay. of them, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, they actually yeah. wrote they actually wrote that in unironically. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, uh, well, there are some states that have write-in, write-in ballots. So, uh, you know, I think uh, that's, uh, that's not surprising that they'll just vote for anybody. But, uh, I mean... Um, who knows? Uh, well, actually, it's actually, there's this funny story about this as well. Apparently, there were some, like, Hey Arnold fans who also voted for Helga Pataki in 2016 as well. 
Oh, it, it, kind of a kind of a coincidence that we actually did something similar when we did our Helga Bataki versus uh, Lisa Simpson for the, uh, yeah for the fantasy presidential election, which uh, you know it was like we predicted that Helga would win it, but uh, then I put I ran it for some election data, and then unfortunately Lisa Simpson won the won the election. So, yeah, yeah, which you know I tell you what it was fun. Like you know I, I really enjoyed doing that. We should do another one sometime. Yeah, I mean, we did one for Lisa Simpson versus Courtney Grippling. Oh, yeah, uh, and then Courtney Grippling won that one. And then, so, so Courtney Grippling's currently our current fantasy president at the minute. So, uh, Democrats have got to go back to, um, uh, go back to primary and uh, figure out who's going to be the next, uh, next candidate. But, uh, we'll, we'll find yeah. out soon enough. So, yeah, that great. anyway, moving back into the real election. Um, so, um, another hammer blow, I guess you should say, for the Trump campaign. Uh, Melania Trump has no plans to campaign for Donald Trump after the convention. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, what, is this going to be divorce number four? I think after, <laughs> after this, I mean, like... Uh, I think so, yeah. Like, uh, we've been... We've been- for the longest time that you know she doesn't want her hand to be held by trump or she doesn't want to get really close to him it's like something is going on and the fact that she says oh i'm not going to be supporting him after the election anymore it's like wow something bad must have really happened behind the scenes i was speaking to you about this like during the week but uh, i mean like again this is just uh this is just i'm just asking like i'm not saying that this is true or not but uh, imagine like in a couple of years down the line we learn that uh, you know maybe donald trump and melania are like you know massively divorced and like that's going to be the next big celebrity divorce battle and stuff like that and then it comes out that uh, melania was the one who was leaking all the information out of the white house yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's it's going to be crazy. Yeah, but mind you, you know, I know I make fun of like uh, Trump's children and stuff like that. I mean, I make fun of Eric and, you know, all his, ad- his adult children, by the way. But, you know, in a way, and I know this might sound a bit off for some people, but I actually kind of feel bad for Baron in all of this. Like, he's in this crazy mixed-up situation where his dad's an incompetent president. Obviously, he's, uh, he's, uh, he can see something's going on between his mom and his dad, I think. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, if anyone I had to sympathize out of that situation, probably it's probably going to be him. If anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, but then there are some people who absolutely hate him just because of who his family was. Oh, he's, he's 14. Goodness. He's 14 years old, isn't he now? Yeah, he's like, 14. Yeah. He's a lot taller than his dad, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what are they feeding that kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, you could tell, you could definitely tell that, you know, he's definitely going to be affected by this, especially with. You know, being you know, being surrounded by um, his peers and maybe even like whatever that he does in the future. I mean, that's definitely going to be carrying around him for the rest of his life. Well, it's like, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, Mary Trump pretty much, you know, uh, abandoned his abandoned her family. So, like, you know, uh, there's still plenty of opportunity for a baron to turn around and say, you know, oh, hey, I'll tell my story to everybody, and this is what I witnessed. And this is yeah, but here's the thing: like, uh, she was like, she was the niece of Donald Trump, and after she left, the Trump family wanted nothing to do with her anymore. He is, Baron is the son. Like, that is a much more harder thing to break out. But he's the younger son. Keep this in. That's mind. true. He, that's yeah, true. I mean, like, uh, there's, um, I, mean, I, I think his sphere of influence, I think, in the Trump Empire or family or whatever, whatever this we, we want to call the situation, he's still got like several siblings behind him. Yeah, and there those siblings are. Uh, yeah, there's something else. Uh, it, it makes you wonder when when he's when he's gonna end up like he's gonna be in the situation. When's he gonna crack and when's he gonna fall out? You know, like I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe he might just wait it out. I'm not too sure. 
But uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, and just to round off this, and uh, actually, we got through this pretty quickly. Actually, uh, maybe I'm sticking a couple of other things just to just to round off. But uh, um, Marge Simpson responded to the Trump campaign when they compared uh, Kamala Harris to herself. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. So uh, um, apparently, there was a lot of people, Republicans who weren't happy about that and now want to cancel the Simpsons. But. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is not really new news, really. Like, uh, even old-school Republicans don't even like The Simpsons. Do you remember, like, when H.W. Bush turned around and said, I want America to be more like the Waltons and less like The Simpsons? Yeah, I remember. This exactly. is what. But this was, I mean, this was back then when The Simpsons used to be like really hardcore with their social satire and commentary. Not The Simpsons that we have today. Yeah, exactly. Not actually. So there's a website I actually saw. It's called uh, WhatToWatchOn.tv, and it actually shows uh, reviews of IMDb fans of TV shows in graph form. And you can see like the very beginning seasons, like from like one to ten, if you want to be generous, of uh, The Simpsons being actually good. And then it's uh, f from like 11 to like now, all the episodes are just either rated like, uh, you know, um, mediocre to downright terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I think I, like I said before, um, the last episode of The Simpsons that I watched was back around, I think maybe around 2012. I, yeah, it was 2012 because um, this was when uh, Krusty the Clown and... Uh, he was doing his, you know, major comeback on television because, you know, his ratings were starting to drop like um, a brick. And he decided to pull off a huge homage to um, the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway in which like the whole set is dressed up like the show. And then he was like saying to the audience, hey, you know, who loves nostalgia? And everybody was like, you know, praising him. And then all the audience were like, saying, oh, wow, you know, I can't believe that, uh, you know, Krusty still got it. You know, I remember watching him as a kid. It's like, oh, you know, all those jokes that I didn't get as a kid. Now I'm starting to get it now as an adult. And that's great writing. And um, I think that uh, the first half I really did enjoy. But the second half where Krusty and his like old agent that he paired up with when he was first starting and then he broke off and then they're together um, I just wasn't really tuning in anymore. I mean, not to be, you know, saying anything bad about the old agent who was voiced by Joan Rivers, and, you know, she does a good job as always, but I just didn't really, you know, find the episode any more appealing when I saw the second act in which they were trying to, you know, rekindle their relationship. I just found it to be kind of meh after that. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, just, uh, well, just going back to The Simpsons just for a second is that, uh, you know, th th why don't Republicans learn this? They should stop attacking The Simpsons. Like, uh, you know, like you saw what happened with H.W. Uh, Bush. That uh, didn't do anything with his popularity. Ted Cruz compared the Democrat Party to Lisa Simpson, you know, and I say it was the party of Lisa Simpson. That didn't do it. The Republicans any good. Because all of a sudden that put them in a good light. And now here we got, um, you know, once again, there is like Kamala Harris, you know, comparing her to Marge Simpson. And, uh, you know, that's for, now that's backfired. You know, just, yep. you know, why can't Republicans just stop attacking the Simpsons? It doesn't help them in any case. And, and, and you wonder why The Simpsons has constantly made jokes about Republicans in their show. I know, exactly. Like, you know, they play off it and then everyone gets a laugh out of them. It keeps The Simpsons relevant and then uh, it basically ends up being a detriment to them. Stop it! Yeah. Honestly. 
So, uh, yeah, so that was that. Um, there was actually some bit of other election news that actually was going on uh, during the time. So, um, you actually showed me uh, there was an article about uh, the U.S. Postal Service, and uh, there's a bill that's currently going through uh, to the Senate right now about $21 billion that they wanted yep. to do to uh, try and revitalize the service. Here's the problem is that the, it's the fucking Postmaster General, though. Like, you know, you give him money, but he's not going to do anything. He's already admitted that to Congress. Yeah, I mean, like... I think that what they're trying to do is that, um, you know, they they saw, you know, what Trump was doing. It's like, you know, oh, the, the coronavirus is not going to have people lining up into the buildings and voting because they don't want to risk getting sick. And so then what what happens? Like, oh, we're going to decide we're going to do mail orders. And he's like, oh, oh, no way. We're, we're not going to do it because, oh, the mail orders, you know, they might be corrupted or they might be putting in fake votes. I'm not going to, you know, lose my chances. And so they decided, hey, we're going to block off you know, the, the mailboxes, we're going to close the postal service and we're going to remove the mailboxes and then just put it away in storage. And that gotten people really scared. It's like, you know, now they're going to have no other choice but to, um, you know, fight for this. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens but, you next. Know, when you really think about it, is what Donald Trump did there and what that postmaster general did there and also what the Republicans are doing is a really, really stupid move. They're sabotaging their own campaign by doing this. Because, you know, mm -hmm. just think about this for a second. Um, who's the biggest recipients of uh, mail-in ballots? Well, usually the rural areas. But no, no, no. Which, which demographic would you say is the uh, main recipients of mail-in ba mail ballots? Older people. Exactly. And who do you think is going to most likely vote for the Republican Party? Older people. Exactly. And uh, right now, who's going out and not giving a flying fuck about the coronavirus right now? Well, the older people. No, not, not older people. Younger people. I mean, the younger people. That's yeah, they're, they're, the, they're currently the highest carriers of this virus right now. Yeah, that's true. And that's because, and that's because you know, I, I, I even saw this um, report the other day about how um, the college students, you know, they want to be able to relive the life for, of a freshman that they should because, you know, it's like, you know, um, with all the social distancing that they've been doing all summer, it's like now finally, you know, they're out of the out to the dorms and now they're free and they're going to the parties and now they're getting themselves sick and now they're going to be affecting everybody else. And they don't care. Like, yeah. And so, I mean, keep this in mind. Um, so you've got a lot of young people who uh, are going to go out because, uh, you know, they, they feel that they're going to be less prone to the virus than older people are. So uh, older people are going to stay home. They won't have a say. They won't go to the polling booth because they're afraid of get, catching the virus. And uh, young people are going to go out. They're probably not going to be as afraid. And they're probably going to be angry at Trump. And they're going to be angry at other people. And they probably might most likely go out and vote. So if anything, like, uh, they pretty much just took, you know, the Republican, is this the week where we basically say that the Republican Party have torpedoed their own campaign, and we're going to see Joe Biden get the presidency, and we're going to see both the Democrats get both the House and the Senate? Yeah. Is this the week where everything starts to turn around? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Who knows where we'll be? I mean, who knows? Maybe the polls might fluctuate once we get to the Republican convention. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, yeah. at the minute, like, uh, it's been a bad week for the Republicans. Yeah. No doubt about I that mean, at all. I I, I mean, they have to um, really get themselves together in order for them to, you know, be back on track with things. But, you know, sadly, that's not going to be the case if they continue to go off like this. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, did you hear about that? That They've got like some kind of crazy woman for senator now uh, in, in the house for in Georgia. And she's like a crazy QAnon conspiracy theorist and stuff like that. Did you hear oh, about wow. Yeah, like, uh, oh, good grief. Her and AOC in the same room. 
Like, uh, you know, uh, th there'd be blood all over the walls. I think, like, you know, it's, uh, I, I couldn't imagine anyone getting, when you've got somebody who's on the Bernie Sanders side of the Democrats, and then you've got someone who just doesn't believe in object reality, or probably believes that the world is 6,000 years old, is it millions of years old, like those pesky scientists will have you believe with their evidence, you know, like, uh, they, you won't, that, that, that house will not get anything done. Wait, are, are, wait, who, what, what, how, how old did they believe that the world was? Uh, that's what creationist believes, but uh, I'm not suggesting that she's a creationist or anything like that. I'm just saying that uh, that's the kind of like the side of the Republican Party we're talking about now, pretty much. Oh. Like, it's like, and those people exist, unfortunately. So, I mean, like, uh, the fact that we now have this like massive left, white, right void that's now appeared in the middle. Uh, and uh, we're expecting our politicians now to to basically do something. Like it's just it's uh, it's uh, yeah it's a sad state of affairs, I think at the moment. And uh, the only thing I can really hope is that uh, you know the people in the middle can try and do something with uh, you know trying to keep each sides from tearing each other apart. But uh, mm. I'm sure I, we'll I don't out. know. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Um. Okay. So uh, I think we've pretty much done our election side of things so are you ready to go into other news yeah let's do it right um netflix is apologizing after uh, thousands of people have called uh, to remove a film that sexualizes young girls oh my god like i've i've heard about this and i heard that they were like presenting these girls in a very unflattering way and the viewing audience got really angry and what 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 was Netflix thinking? Yeah, exactly. Like, and some of that as well. Like, this came on the same week that they decided to cancel the Patriot Act. Oh yeah, that's right. So they they went off on that bad note, which uh, obviously didn't make people happy. Then they brought out this poster for this uh, French film called Cuties, which is about uh, an eleven year old girl rebelling against a family to join a free spirited dance crew. Which, yeah, uh, you know, I, I is, mean, uh, like that, that's not, I mean, like the concept. It's like, oh, you know, I, uh, you know, because she's from, you know, from Senegal, and also, you know, she wants to be able to, you know, join, you know, this dance group because, you know, she wants to be able to be around other people, and she wants to be able to, be, you know, be uh, freely express herself. I mean, express herself and not, not, not that way. Yeah, you, pervs who are listening I, i'm talking about like you know she wants to be able to you know break the traditions of her culture and she wants to be able to mingle with other people who are completely different from her and you know the concept sounds interesting but i heard that the execution was really bad especially since the girls that they casted were like 11 now here's the thing if they did this for a girl who was like 16 and it's like, oh, I'm rebelling against my parents because I don't want to be stuck to the boring ways and I want to interact with the world. That would make a lot more sense. But casting them so young like this, oof. Yeah. Like, it's, especially it's, since, um, you know, and nowadays on, like, YouTube, you if you have, like, children featured on your um, videos, you have to answer, like, a whole bunch of questions as to why and what are they doing and all that kind of stuff to prevent you from being a sexual predator. Oh, my God. I just, uh, I don't know what Netflix were thinking. Like, uh, this, uh, th this was at the point, when they brought out that poster, uh, 4chan, 4chan basically banned it from their website and said, you can't post this on here. You know, 4chan! 4chan. Said that wow. this, was, this was too, this was even worse for them. 
I love how they signed off with like saying, "Oh, we've got standards here." He's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> and so, um, yeah, even they said that was too much. And uh, yeah, it just it created so much outrage. Like, here's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, uh, if they were to go in a different direction in which, like, you know, they were showing these teenage girls and maybe it would have been a more dramatic story about how, you know, unfortunate circumstances, because it does happen that in certain countries, if the family cannot take care of them anymore, then they'll sell them off into, like, slavery so that they can be able to... Um, you know, maybe get some repercussions back and, you know, it would tell like the story about like a, how a girl was struggling to like, you know, dress in a, inappropriate ways or going through like unfortunate circumstances and then eventually it would be like a coming of age drama in which like, you know, she carries this from the rest of her life. That would have been really interesting. Like, I mean, the concept itself, once again, is very interesting if they would have cast the girls a lot older, like maybe 16, in which she was going through a rebellious period and she yeah. wants to learn how but to dance. Think about this. Even then, it's like, we already we already have a movie like this. Do you know what it's called? What? Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that, is, a, that is true. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, that's not to say that, you know, that has to be the only movie. It's just that, you know, Bend It Like Beckham actually featured teenagers, which makes a lot more sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand um, why you, why would you do? I'm just so uh, unbelieved that they would actually do this. And, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, this, I mean, this is uh, um, a foreign film. It's from France. So well, like, no, that, that's no excuse. As far as I'm concerned, like if Netflix want my subscription back, they're gonna have to do pretty hard, damn hard after this week. I'm really sorry after the after the whole Avatar fiasco, after what they did with Patriot Act, after now he's introducing this, and uh, they're expecting me to uh, you know, shell out what what is it like seven dollars a month or something like that now for uh, yeah. you know something about Netflix? No, no, fuck you. I ain't doing that. Like you know, I've got I've got more tasteful things to do. As far as I'm concerned. So, like, uh, I mean, if, uh, yeah, they've, um, I mean, after all the craziness that's happened here, I mean, I think they're going to have to pull it. And uh, they, they have come out a statement saying that they deeply apologize for the inappropriate artwork that we use for uh, cuties. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I think the damage is done at this point. Mm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, now, here's the thing. Like, we haven't seen the movie yet, so we cannot, like, judge it for what it is. No, I ain't uh, seen it. Like, uh, you know, the way it's been presented to me, I ain't seen it. Like, that's that's fair that, that is completely fair like i know there you know there are some cases in which like something controversial will happen and they're going to be like no i'm not seeing this because you know it's tainted for me the damage has been done which you know what completely fair uh, so i know that there are some people who are willing to give it a chance and see what the whole controversy is about because there are people like that maybe they want to justify it maybe they want to say oh yeah it's as bad as you think it is so you know what i mean i'm just gonna just say we're just gonna I think for all our sakes, I think we're better staying like a thousand miles away from this, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, I mean, uh, go, go look to Netflix if they want to put it on there, but uh, don't expect me to see it anytime soon. So, yeah, uh, fair enough. I'm done. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, there is something I do want to see. Um, Sasha Baron Gohan has been spotted uh, in his Borat costume. Yeah, that's a that's very interesting. So, uh, I didn't expect to see this much Sasha Baron Cohen news, especially since... You know, ever since we did the, um, the the discussion about like him going over to the rally and singing that song, and um, everybody thought it was like a, a legit song until they found out, oh, this is such a very Here's the thing about this, though. I wonder if what he was doing there is also related to what he's doing now. 
and uh, that maybe what he's going to be doing here is going to be like maybe a variety performance maybe so he's going to like bring up his old persona maybe maybe we're going to see bruno at some point maybe and yeah. uh, maybe maybe we're going to see well, some of his uh, other people yeah, yeah like ali g oh, and oh, maybe ali g. yeah yeah <laughs> or or the dictator yeah, do you know what's funny? Like uh, one time, uh, he told a story about how he was uh, going to be setting up to do an interview, and this was after Ali G actually started becoming very popular. And he was sat in a room with like all these people that he was going to uh, basically get a agreement with. I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, they left the room, and then they it was a couple of minutes, and so he was uh, sat there in his room by himself. They came back into the office. And produced a picture of Ali G, and uh, they asked Sasha Barakohan that straight there. They said, "Is that you?" And there was a moment of pause, and Sasha Barakohan really uh, said, uh, "You know what, mate? That ain't me." <laughs> 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 oh yeah. So this is the thing about this as well. Like, I don't know if he's going to be filming this over like a very long period of time. And do you think uh, that? Uh, do you think that who is America's coming back? Um. Well, why would it feature Bora? Because Boris um, is kind of its own well, thing. Well, um, I mean, like, maybe, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, I think that with, um, you know, all the stuff that he's been doing, like, maybe they're going to do a sequel to Borat, which is going to be really hard to do. Because if you remember the behind the scenes of Borat, but is then, that... But then why would, he do the, why would he do the whole thing with the, uh, with the, the whole Freedom Rally? Uh, in that case maybe that's, maybe that would be for who is america like the freedom rally would be for who is america and maybe the Borat thing would kind of like be something separate because here's the thing i know in who is america he had portrayed as different people i mean that's how it was so that he can be able to like disguise himself and go over to various places interviewing politicians and going over to different stores and all these kind of things so that he could be able to interview them about their thoughts on politics hmm. So um, with Borat, on the other hand, that's actually a really good question because I, I don't know if they're going to do a sequel to it because um, if you remember from Borat is that, you know, for the most part, every single thing that you see from the interviews happened for real. They had no idea that this was actually a movie. They thought it was just like a legit person who was interviewing them for real and he was acting around them. The only I'm, people I'm just thinking about this. So, you know, Borat, uh, the cultural learnings of America to make benefit for the glorious nation of Kazakhstan, the movie, uh, was in 2006. So maybe enough time has passed for people to kind of like maybe forget about it, maybe? Or at least some people who are probably not going to be familiar with the material, maybe? I don't think so, because uh, I think I remember back in around 2014 or something when Sasha Baron Cohen was disguised himself as somebody and he was going to go over to a store that sold guns. And then the person looked at him and said, like, oh, you look like that 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 guy who played as Borat. Um, and then he left immediately because mm. he, he was recognized. So yeah. it's going to be hard to do because. You know, I mean, the rally thing was a completely different story. Like, nobody expected that. But for him to be play as a character that a lot of people know, like, let's, I mean, you know, unless, you know, you knew about him for his performance in Ali G, I think for a lot of people, they knew about Sasha Baron Cohen from Borat. So yeah. that's going to be harder oh, to well, kind of... When Borat came out, keep this in mind, it was a, it was a massive hit. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah, so um, everyone knew who Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat, who they knew that they were the same person. At that point, I think, you know, the, uh, the there was pretty much this one song, I think, for the Borat character. So that's the reason why it's so shocking to actually see him come back. So, like, uh, I mean, who knows what he's going to do in this variation? I don't know if he's actually, who knows, maybe he might just be filming, like, just a Borat movie, maybe. And uh, maybe he's not going to have, like, you know, uh, you know, kind of like those, uh, you know, those kind of like those hits, if you will, of like, you know, getting, uh, who knows, maybe he might, he might have some victims lined up. 
and uh, maybe the Borat movie hasn't uh, has probably has faded away in some people's minds to enough to where he could probably reappear as that again and start playing more pranks. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, it would be really nice if we if if that were to be the case. And hey, maybe we can actually release the episodes of Who Is America that never came out, like the one with um, Sarah Palin. Like I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll look with intrigue and uh, we'll keep an eye on social media of when he pops up back again. If he sees comes back as Ali G, I think uh, we'll probably get more of an idea of what it is. And if he pops up as Bruno, I think we'll get more of an idea of what he's trying to do. Maybe maybe he might be doing a swan song for all his characters, maybe. I'm not too sure. So, maybe. Uh, we'll see. But uh, anyway. Um, so, Patricia, you've been keeping a close eye on the Viacom-CBS uh, merger that's been going oh. on over the last, and uh, now, apparently, it's evolving into this. So, uh, CBS All Access will be turning into Paramount+. Plus. Yep. How original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, uh, I mean, like, have they announced, like, any particular differences from CBS All Access, or, like, uh, how it's going to play out for everybody i mean obviously i think there's going to be no doubt some uh, you know viacom material that's going to be mixed into it no doubt about well, first that of all, as you, as, so first of all as you as you probably already know one of the biggest things that the merger has been creating was that they are completely um revitalizing comedy central into a completely different direction i'm sure that you guys know that the tv show that has been really popular over there drunk history was canceled after six seasons because they want to go in a completely new direction where they're rebooting their old animated adult cartoons so they're pulling off a spike tv in which like hey you know instead of relying on like wrestling and uh, reruns of old shows we're gonna you know, completely change directions. And we're going to, you know, revitalize all the adult cartoons. So the cartoons that have been confirmed that are coming back are Daria, Mission Hill, Beavis and Butthead, and Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. And mind you, Beavis and Butthead already had a comeback. And, uh, you know, it did In a, 2011, yes. Yeah, it had a moderate success. But I wouldn't necessarily say it was, uh, it recaptured the imagination of when they first came up in, in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say about it, but... Um, I guess they're willing to try it again, so sure. Uh, but I am really happy that Daria is coming back because, you know, I, I love Daria. And Mission Hill is a really good show, too. You know, it's kind of like, you know, what would happen if these historical figures went to high school? So yeah, that was actually a really interesting idea. And it was done by Lord and Miller, you know, the duo who did, you know, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. I mean, these guys can do no wrong. So I'm really happy that they're getting a second chance. Red and Stimpy has gotten so many controversial statements from people. There's petitions out there that saying, no, we don't want to see Red and Stimpy come back. Well, I mean, I think it's because maybe they're probably thinking it's probably going to be in a limited capacity. And let's keep this in mind. Red and Stimpy was on a network that was garnered to the 6 to 11 demographic. So obviously it had to have some, co have some, to have some refinements in it. But now that they're on Comedy Central, I mean, like, uh, they, you know, this is the same network that has South Park on it. I mean, like, uh, they, they could go all out with it if, if they wanted yeah, and, to. Yeah, and they, and they did, if you remember. Run and Stimpy Adult Party Curtains. Yeah, that's, that's when it was great. That's when it was growing tired, I think, at that point. I mean, like, uh, it had a, it was having a good run, and then all of a sudden Adult Party Cartoon came out, and then it just kind of, like, it, it really did lose focus, I think, at that point. Maybe they might decide to, maybe maybe after a couple of years, uh, will it uh, shake off the cobwebs, and maybe will it, uh, you know, have a, have a redefined, you know, reimagining? I'm not too even sure. If but... it, even, even if it did, it's kind of like similar to what we were discussing about cuties. Nobody's going to watch it because, as you know, of John Kay. 
that the stigma of John Kay has stunk up the show so badly that nobody wants to watch it. The well, fact that- I mean, it doesn't stop Nickelodeon from referencing it on social media, so there is some interest for uh, them to to see it. On top of that, as well, like you know, uh, you know, you've remember all the still happening with Chris Savino with Loud House, and then Loud House is now like their most popular show. So like, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sink the show. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think that, you know, with all the, you know, the allegations and all the confirmed, you know, the fact that he was a sexual predator to, like, three particular uh, people had, like, really tainted the show so badly for a lot of them. I mean, the the recent documentary that's come out, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, you know, the behind-the-scenes story of of Ren and Stimpy, which a lot of people have been requesting me to watch, and I will. uh, You know, I can't really say too much into it, but as some of you guys know, I actually was one of the backers of the documentary, and I'm waiting for my perks to come in. So I'm going to be revealing more on that soon. Then there's also, you know, The Sick Little Monkeys, the uh, unauthorized uh, history of Ren and Stimpy by Thad Komorowski that came out a few years ago. Uh, Remember, this was like written before the allegations. So, you know, John Kay is not in the book. And, you know, there's a lot of stories about like how John Kay was not exactly the nicest person to work around. And in fact, he was kind of a jerk. Yeah. uh, Jerk is actually very lightly. Well, I mean, like, uh, here's the thing about this. John Kay's not involved in this project. So, I mean, like, he's a a non-factor as far as I'm concerned concerned in regards to uh, you know uh, what was going on here i think uh, let, let's uh, i mean here's the thing about this i actually want to see what exactly gets produced i want to see it trailers i want to see images i want to see what are they doing with this show uh, i mean like here's the thing about this if this is powerpuff girls 2016 all over again then yeah shoot it down as far as I'm concerned, I do not want to see it. But, uh, I mean, like, uh, who knows if they decide to uh, do something with it that we've never seen before and it actually turns out to be good. I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, am, I am curious to see what they actually do with it. So, uh, so as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, yeah, John Kay is an asshole. Yeah, I think we can all, uh, uh, you know, assume that. But he's not involved with this. He's not going to profit from it. He's basically nowhere near it. So as far as I'm concerned, let's just see what they do with it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, John K was involved in Mighty Mouse at one point. You know, it doesn't say, it doesn't mean he's t- taints Mighty Mouse, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, all I'm going to say is um, for the CBS merger. So I'm, I'm going to continue on with this. Yeah. Now, uh, now, here's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of people have been wanting to see a lot of their shows come back and, you know, in reruns so that they could be able to easily watch it. Because there's a lot of shows that are not available on Netflix, on CBS Access on Hulu and on Pluto TV. They wanted to have like at least one, you know, um, streaming service so that they can be able to watch all the shows. And I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount Plus would be that case. I mean, I think that there's going to be at least one streaming service that they're going to put all of these things together because, you know, the fact that most of the shows are not available, like, I mean, like with Disney Plus, Disney Plus, you can be able to watch a lot of shows and a lot of movies. Well, so soon, uh, everything except for Mulan, which you'll have to pay $30 for. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. But but for the most part, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of things, like so many things you can watch for free. But there are still some things that are not available. And, you know, Disney is still working around it. And it'll come out eventually. Nicholas to reject or, you know, pretty much forget about a lot of their shows for its existence. And, for, you know, for a lot of them, they become lost media. So... The, you know, the fact that we can be able to see, you know, some of the shows that haven't been airing since the show ended, you know, for like Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix and all that stuff is a miracle. 
And, you know, because that, you know, Nickelodeon and Viacom have like, you know, split off into like multiple uh, deals, like, you know, they have a lot of stuff exclusively on Netflix. They have a lot of stuff that are on CBS Access. They have a lot of stuff on Hulu. Some of their stuff on Pluto TV is playing live, like if it's actual television. So I wouldn't be surprised if this Pluto Plus, um, this um, Paramount Plus thing, I'm sorry, if it's, if maybe that's where the new direction is going to be because they see, you know, hey, you know, because we merge, let's see if we can be able to utilize our business together. So I'm curious about, you know, how that's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, here's the thing about this, though. I like, uh, is it just going to become another uh, streaming service in like the uh, the ongoing juggling act? Like, you know, uh, oh, one day we're going to be on Netflix, the next day we're going to be on uh, Paramount Plus, next day we're going to be on Disney Plus, next month we're going to be somewhere else. You know, like, uh, I'm just, uh, somewhere down the line, they're going to have to basically do, you know, uh, streaming websites the kind of same way they do gas and electric. I guess at this point, like, oh, hey, you're going to be on this month. Okay, well, we'll move you over to the next streaming service because you want to watch this, that, and the other. You know, like, uh, so somewhere down the line, they're going to have to uh, somehow, uh, because not everybody's going to want to pay, like, uh, for, like, three, four streaming services. They're not going to want to, like, put $40 a month into, like, uh, you know, watching all this TV. Like, who watches that much television? I mean, you know, a lot of people can a lot of people can argue it's like, oh, but you know, with all these streaming service, you know, it's a lot less cheaper than cable. I guess you could argue that too, but uh, I mean, on top of that as well, like, imagine if you had a cable subscription on top of all of this. Oof, that that, that is why my parents stopped using their cable subscriptions because you know we have uh, the, the 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 streaming service that we have currently is Netflix, Disney Plus, CBS Access, and Hulu. I have CBS Access. Um, and Netflix from my family. And as for Disney Plus, we kind of all share it. And Hulu comes from my Spotify account. So, um, you know, that we utilize those. And, you know, there's some shows that we do watch in it. We watch a lot of movies and TV shows on Netflix. We watch a lot of Marvel movies and we watch a lot of, you know, Disney movies on Disney Plus. And uh, Hulu, I tune into like, you know, Bob's Burgers. I tune into, uh, you know, Regular Show and The Amazing World of Gumball and all those shows on there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I mean, really I... surprised that you know cable companies in America have not gone to the point where they're kind of saying, "Oh, hey, you got our subscription? Oh, hey, do you know you can actually get Hulu and all these other streaming services as well? You know, if uh, you subscribe to us, like that's what they're doing here in the UK at the minute. It's like, it's like you know, oh, hey, you got a Netflix account? You know, oh, hey, if you, you can add it onto your Sky subscription and uh, we can give you a satellite dish. You know, like huh. so they're. Uh, I mean, they're are aware that these services are popular. I'm just really surprised they're not trying to like do you know. Uh, Trying to get deals in place to try and uh, you know lock down the market, if you will. I don't know. Okay, uh, but anyway, um, we're going to interested to see what Paramount Plus has to offer and uh, see what they're going to give us. And uh, no doubt, Nickelodeon will have a big. Uh, Nickelodeon should have a big say in uh, what 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 happens there because you know, like uh, the the kids' market is going to be huge. At this point. Oh yeah, like it's going to be massive. I think I remember reading an article back around. I think it was around. March or April about the importance of, you know, cartoons and treating the demographic really seriously. And I think, uh, you know, the importance of adult cartoons going into much more, you know, deeper directions than your typical, oh, we're just going to do a bunch of fart and poop jokes and, you know, references like in Family Guy. So it's like, no, uh, you know, we actually want to treat our stuff much more seriously because a lot of people are looking for that escapism and that, you know, relatability. So, I think that for the most part, you know, uh, with animation, you know, a lot of people are tuning in and saying, hey, you know, cartoons have never been as good as it is now. Like, 
You know, I, I think that we are in a new resurgence of animation. Yeah. Not only, I, I, I just think as well, like, uh, for me, um, I mean, do you remember back in the 90s? Like, you know, if, if you really thought about it, like, uh, we thought that cartoon television was, like, ultra-competitive. Like, you had, uh, what, you had Cartoon Network, you had Nickelodeon, you had uh, WB Kids, you had uh, Fox Kids as well. You had, like, all these kids' channels all trying to, like, vie for, like, all these eyeballs. And like you know, he had a very young professional, had a young, very impressionable audience. So I mean, you had you know, you couldn't go really wrong in that. And we didn't think it was going to get any more competitive than this. But now you look at all these streaming sites out there, and you look at all these places where you can watch animation. Like you know, like uh, the, the whole place has just kind of gone crazy. Like you know, there, there's, and not to say that there's not a huge market for this stuff, but uh, um, I mean, like, do you ever think at this point it would get this so this much competitive? Like, uh, you know, now at the point, not only do you uh, um, have the luxury of, like, uh, being able to watch, you know, cartoons and animations 24 hours a day, but now you can watch them whenever you want. Yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, um, we're slowly starting to come towards the end of our show, so uh, I think uh, no doubt we'll want to uh, focus uh, quite a lot on this. Um, Darkwing Duck is going to be making a return to DuckTales in an hour-long special episode. Yes. I still argue he should have his own show. Yeah, I, I maybe th- maybe this is like the um, the opportunity for it to have his own show. If the one hour special becomes hugely successful, I wouldn't be surprised if it had his own show because that's exactly what happened with Ducktales. Ducktales became really popular, and so they decided, hey, let's continue on with Darkwing Duck, which is actually does take place in the um, the Ducktales universe because it features Launchpad. So. They've been, they've been so clever with um, with the DuckTales. Like, you know, they've been sneaking in, like, all these references and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so, like, uh, you know, they, they, they snuck in Goofy, and so maybe they probably might be teasing, like, oh, hey, what if we put Goofy in an episode, and uh, maybe if he gets uh, super popular, maybe we might have an argument to bring Goof Troop back, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers appears in a cameo, you know, uh, in that in that cell scene. And so he's like, oh, huh? let's see, let's see how people re- react to that. And all of a sudden, Twitter, you know, Twitter blew up to say that, oh, hey, look, the Rescue Rangers are in an episode of DuckTales. You know, so there was that too. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it makes me wonder if uh, they're kind of like with episodes of DuckTales, they're kind of like putting in like a little, uh, little like uh, tidbits and uh, you know, cameos and uh, you know, references and things like that, saying, oh, hey, I wonder if our, I wonder if our Disney fa- fandom Russia rem- you know, remembers this now, and uh, will they be happy if we kind of like, maybe as a test to kind of see w- w- what it would be like if we brought it back? You know? mm-hmm. So, um, I'm interested to see what they do with this, and uh, if it does uh, end up with a return to, to Darkwing Duck, I think uh, you know. Also, in the, in the immense of like you know us having like being spoiled with superhero movies and superhero shows. Like, you know, like a Darwin Duck will be a very massive welcome back. Absolutely. I think it will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy and pretty stoked with that, about that. So uh, good on Disney for doing that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, hey, we got through that quicker than I thought we were going to get quick. <laughs> I thought we were going to do that well. So, uh, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, everybody, it's been a pretty short episode this week, but uh, pretty enjoyable as always. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, anyway, coming up uh, next week, uh, no doubt we'll be talking about the election again, and uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, any uh, more sightings of Sasha Baron Cohan, and uh, we'll uh, definitely keep you updated with everything that's going on in there as well. So, uh, Patricia, where can we find you for Old School Lane? Yeah, sure. You can find me on facebook.com slash old school lane, youtube.com slash old school lane. 
I'm on Twitter, Patty underscore B underscore Miranda. Uh, you can check out my podcasts on YouTube, on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public. Uh, recently, I'm on Stitcher, so you can check me out on Stitcher as well. So, uh, yeah, those are the places that you can check me out at. Cool. And also, uh, we're trying to get onto a few other uh, podcast networks as well. And also, you'll actually find the new and improved website, uh, aaronmeta.co.uk, where you can actually listen to the show and listen to Aaron and Patricia. And uh, also, uh, the uh, I put up, uh, what was it? Uh, yes, it's episode 6 of uh, Dream Machine and episode 13 of Pixmix, finally. <laughs> so, uh, I need to catch up with all of that. I need to uh, get everything else uploaded. But uh, that's going to be on a monthly basis at the moment and uh, also where uh, you'll be able to find uh, you know the dream machine picks makes and you'll be able to find uh, all the Craig Ballard interviews as well and uh, also uh, I'll uh, I'm going to see if I can try and get Aaron live and Aaron plays going back again so uh, now that I've got some more free time so uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see how all that goes but uh, until then thank you very much for listening to Aaron and Patricia if you want to find me it's AaronMeta.co.uk the newly from website if you want to find me on Twitter it's at AaronMetaShow A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W and if you want to ask me a question on Tumblr it's uh, AaronMeta.tumblr.com so I'm right there thanks everybody thanks for joining me this week and uh, we will see you next week as always take care and bye bye for now see you later <laughs>